Hey everybody, Kit here. Welcome to episode 30 of the Kit and Krista podcast. I wanted to give you a quick heads up before we begin that this is a different kind of an episode than we normally have because it was recorded live at PAX in Seattle this last weekend. We had a really great time there and had a great panel uh, where we shared a very fun story about a crazy week that we had with Hideki Kamiya of Platinum Games and also answered a number of questions from the people who were in the audience. For those questions, it's a little bit hard to hear what they're actually saying. So we went ahead and put the text for those into the description of this podcast. So if you want to follow along, you can find those there. Uh, We really hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll be back with another full episode next week. All right. Hello and welcome to the Kit and Krista Podcast Live. coming. I was so nervous that no one would show up, and now I'm not so nervous anymore. <laughs> You've been having weeks of nightmares yeah. about walking into an empty room. I know. And it's not empty. It's not empty. So that's wonderful. Here. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we already feel better. Yes. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for coming, and I'd also like to thank the Nintendo ninjas who are in the rafters. Yeah, don't if, drop down on us. If I catch a blow dart to the neck in the middle of this, you'll know what's <laughs> you'll know going why. on. Yeah. You'll get dragged off the stage <laughs> telling all the secrets, you know. Uh, we got a fun show for you, and this is actually the episode that we're going to be releasing this week, which is our 30th, by the way. Yeah. Woo! Woo! 30th episode! Made possible because of all of you guys out there supporting us, so thank you so much. Do we have any Patreon subscribers in the I know we do. I know we do. Yes! Yes! Yes. Yes. These are the people. Keeping the lights on, everyone. (laughs) Wave to them. Say thank you, because they are making it possible for us to be here. So thank you so much. Uh, we've got a wonderful, never-before-told story that we're going to be taking you all Pax through. Themed. Pax themed about one Mr. Hideki Kamiya. Maybe you've heard the name. Yeah. Maybe he's canceled you on Twitter or blocked you. <laughs> we re- we remain unblocked. We, I'm, not blo- I'm not blocked. He likes me. By so. the end of today, though. We'll see. Might be a different story. These stories are very, very nice. So wholesome. Very wholesome. Yes. Exactly. And we're also going to be doing your Q&As. Yeah, live. Yeah. So yeah. this is the time to ask your burning questions. We'll let you know when the time uh, is ready for that. Yes. But uh, you've made this wonderful. So professional. What, what do we have in here? What is this? Well, there's a little bit about us. Who is that? That's Who us. Is, that's us. Yes. I mean, you guys should know us by now, but if you don't, I'm Chris. Now you do. And I'm Kit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you guys will also rem- might remember this which is where we started, our very, very first episode of Nintendo Minute in 2013. Yeah. To the very last episode, tears in my eyes in this photo in 2022. <laughs> but it's okay, it's okay, because guess what? Because we're here now. Yes, Even we better are. than ever, yeah. right? Woo! <laughs> um, yeah, so we have the Kit and Krista podcast, which is what we're, we're doing live here, but we also have Super Kit and Krista 64, which is basically, you call it the spiritual successor right. to Nintendo Minute. What, what would you call it? I would also call it the spiritual successor. Oh, good. Successor <laughs> well, that I'm glad. Yeah. Um, some of you were asking about our street pass status. Uh, they were packed, but left in the hotel rooms. Tomorrow, seems. though. Tomorrow. No, no, no. Tomorrow. Okay, here's the plan yeah. we're going to be on the show floor tomorrow. That's true. I feel like that is, if anywhere, the, the place to get it. Or right here. Or I guess but if you see us, please say hello. And, and look for, and check your street Hold out your 3DS. Yeah, there, yeah. There's some 3DSs out there. You'll get some. I think so. I, I agree. Chuck Conroy will definitely street pass. That's true. Wonderful. Oh, Chuck Conroy is a good friend perfect. of ours. Yes, perfect. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. 
So hopefully we'll have a nice um, update to that. Yeah. But we have some other cool Super Kit and Krista 64 stuffs coming out, including a rap battle. Splatoon rap battle. Splatoon. Yeah. That's going to be out on Tuesday of next week. I mean, as I've been saying, you take one look at me and you say, born that, to that rap. guy was born to rap, so born. Uh, you won't want to miss that. Yeah. And earlier today, moments oh, before we walked yeah, over here, today. we had a special meetup with, with none other only. than. Yeah. One yeah. and only, the man himself. You look photoshopped into this picture. <laughs> I, were you, I'm not sure you were actually I'm there. I'm wearing the same clothes <laughs> as I am right now, so you know this is real. This is right. Well, let's up get a those deep fake people on this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, yeah you got to hold up that sign. Yeah, today. Today. Uh, we had a great, uh, wow, like two hours we spent with Reggie. Yeah, we had some lunch. We caught up on all the things. And then he did a, um, a great, you know, we did 10 burning questions for Reggie. A lot of our Patreon subscribers, you guys submitted some really amazing questions. Yeah. Reggie loved those, and we were able to ask um, a lot of those on uh, when we spent time with him today. Uh, one question we asked, which I won't spoil his response for, oh, yes. was Burning question. today, in the year 2022, is Link still hot? Yeah, we'll see what he says. The I answer mean, may shock me. He, he declared years ago that he was. Maybe we'll he's. See. We'll see what Maybe he's changed. I don't know. <laughs> changed his yeah. mind. <laughs> no, but we are going to be releasing that on the Kit and Krista podcast, not this week, but the week after. Right, right. Yeah. So that would be a really fun show. We spent yeah, a long time yeah. with Reggie just catching up. And we also wanted Reggie, we, were really, like, we really wanted Reggie to be our first guest right. on the Kit and Krista podcast. So now that we've like, done that and he's been on the show, we can get other guests. Open too. it up. Yeah. Right. So we're right. excited about yeah. that as well. Mm -hmm. so it's going to be great. Great. All right, Nintendo story time, shall we? What's the next slide? I don't know. That's what it is. Oh, good. It is baby face kit. This <laughs> is basically that. like the same room, but like years and years and years ago. Right. This was <laughs> 2013. I had to go back and check. Yeah. Um, Pre-Nintendo Minute. I think it was the year that it started. It was the year. But it, that it we were still getting it off the ground. So we didn't do anything with him related to that. Right. But anyway, so the wonderful 101 was coming out um, on Wii U. And we had this big idea of having Mr. Kamiya come out to PAX to do a big panel mm -hmm. to talk all about it and to promote it. Yeah. And I think this was the, like, one of the first times Nintendo officially, as a company, did a panel at PAX. Before, the company was pretty like, right. little, little shy about that. Had well, a developer out there, so. also a little disorganized, honestly. A little disorganized. Well, well the truth is, like, we're very busy. You know, E3 is like all-consuming, and the deadlines for the PAX um, panels are pretty are the earlier than you would think. True. So it was always like we can't think about that. We can't ask anybody about it. So by the time E3 was over, we'd missed our chance. Mm -hmm. But with this, we were we're, all over we're, it. We're the on one it. time we were on top. And the, the great thing was Mr. Kamio was just so like excited about it. He right. really wanted to do it and he was really just like game for anything, you know, doing the panel, doing these fan uh, meetups. He did like a whole bunch of autograph sessions with people at PAX and he was just so like kind and, and out there, which is great. So we were in charge of kind of putting together this whole week for him. Um, and really, like, be, being glued to his side, pretty much at all times. It was like eight to ten, eight a.m. to ten p.m. every because we would right. work all day with him, and then we would have dinner with him as well. Right, right. Yeah. So, what was your feeling like 
going into this as he was about to land? Like, how are you feeling about meeting him for the first time? I was honestly a little bit nervous because I've definitely heard stories about Mr. Kamiya being like a little bit intense and he has, he definitely, you know, likes things a certain way and he's very like public about that. So I just wanted to make sure that he was happy with the experience. And again, this was like one of our first times, if not my first time ever doing a panel um, at PAX. Um, you think I'm nervous now. I was nervous for him. I was nervous for all of us. You weren't on the panel. <laughs> I know, but I was still nervous. <laughs> and um, yeah, just, I, I guess I, I just had some, just some you know, anticipation yeah. wanting it to be good. I was nervous too because he has this you know, tough guy, bad, bad boy persona <laughs> online. And it's like, wow, that's, that's pretty different than a lot of these Nintendo developers we work yeah, with who are totally. very you know, professional and very focused. I just didn't know what it would be like. You know, somebody else who's like that is um, Mr. Itagaki, who used to work yeah. on Dead or Alive. Carried a whip around. That's Iga. Oh, okay. Very friendly, but carries a whip. A strange combination <laughs> of things. Um, but Mr. Itagaki, like, I've, I've met him a few times and heard stories about him. He really walks the walk when it comes to that. Tough guy for some. Right. But we found very quickly that Mr. Kamiya is really, like, a big softy. Right. Yeah. He's a big sweetheart. Yeah. Behind the... I'm gonna block you on Twitter persona. Right. But remember, the first day it was just him. There yeah. were some people who came later, and we picked him up from the airport. As we like to do with it, our developers. It's a weird responsibility. We've done this a number of times mm -hmm. when you're, you end up chauffeuring them around. You do. Like yeah. I rented a car, and drove him around for a week. Right. It's like this is a weird responsibility for me to have. <laughs> Why am I doing this? And then this? You, you, again, you're you're really just kind of not forced, but you are not only doing your job managing his media, you know, his media interviews and doing this panel, but you're like making dinner reservations and like making sure... Bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah, yeah carry his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All these random things that you never think about that becomes part of your responsibility. Right, for the week. right. So we spent all of that first day really at the Nintendo office, mm -hmm. doing just run-through after run-through of his presentation. We basically making the presentation that day. Yeah, that's like, yeah. that's like one of the things you may not realize about these presentations is, especially with the, the Japanese developers, they'll have like a rough idea in mind and maybe they'll send over some mm -hmm. assets, but it comes together kind at, the at the last, last second. Yeah. So we literally spent a full day with him getting it in place and he was kind of getting it mentally done and it's, mm -hmm. it's great that we had that whole day because otherwise we'd have yeah. nothing we'd have nothing yeah exactly you know? and you told the story about you know the the gdc panel is exact same thing right with the breath of the they, wall developers. they basically pulled We're an all-nighter to make to this get, incredible presentation we did not, thankfully have to i went home <laughs> yeah with mr kamiya which was think was was nice right um but definitely it was like sort of coming together the the day leading yeah. up to the yeah. actual panel but by the end of the day it felt like we had a pretty good mm -hmm. bond going with him where I was yeah. like, okay, I could, I could take a deep breath and think like, you know, this guy is different right. than maybe we expected him to be. I think just from a personality standpoint, this is going to be mm -hmm. smooth sailing. You know, we had, he was so out there on social media. There were times that we had flagged it for the, social, for the team in Japan, the marketing yeah. team in Japan of like, are you okay with him saying this? Are you people asking him questions about you know, games he was making on right, Nintendo right. platforms. And they were very evasive about answering that. They're like, well, 
he's just being himself. Kamiya yeah. is gonna Kamiya. Where if, you know, if it was literally anybody else, they that would have been like squashed. That was an interesting thing squashed. where it was like, for some reason, he just got this like carte blanche. He got a pass, yeah. Even from the very strict like Nintendo Japan right. team, which usually is very like buttoned up about don't say that, yeah. you know, the developers have to be perceived in a certain way. But they were just kind of like, Oh, well, that's just him. And I was kind of surprised by that, honestly. Yeah, well, I think they're afraid. <laughs> well, let's be honest. There you go. The sunglasses came yeah. on and he was like, whatever. Right. Yeah. The um, sunglasses are always on, we found. Always. Yeah. Different tints, but always on. Yeah. Night, nighttime, daytime. Yeah. Yeah. As I, I've been staring at these pictures, getting ready for this so long, I was, and I've been playing also a lot of the Cowabunga collection. It's like, his head's kind of like a Ninja Turtle's head. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It's yeah. very unique, but he I like it. He also had some very interesting food options. Now, we got to get into the story, because well, well, I love this. Well, one more thing before we get to the food, because that's kind of like the emotional centerpiece <laughs> of this whole trip, believe okay, okay. it or not, was, was his lunch choices. But the next day, this other person that you see here, JP, mm -hmm. um, came in. Yeah. And it's hard to describe like what his JP's role, role was yeah. at Platinum. He kind of did it all. Right. Like he did a lot of the localization mm -hmm. for the original Bayonetta games. Right. He eventually had like a producer role on that game Scalebound that got canceled right, for right. what they were making for Xbox. But he was kind of like Mr. Kamiya's right-hand man. Yeah, and he also did all the translation. For right. The, he came for the his role with this panel was to come and translate. Right. Um but it was interesting with him coming the next day. I don't any Game of Thrones fans out there. He's kind of got like a hand of the king kind sort of, of vibe. kind yeah. of mentality where like I would ask Mr. Kami a question, he would answer for him. So like, oh, I was like, oh no, this this great you know bond that seemed to be forming is getting a little bit upended. Right by this like middle person. Right. So you know JP does have a big personality, but we came to you know figure it all out, this new dynamic. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I love JP now. He's great. He worked um, on Madden for a number of years. He's since left, left Platinum. He's back in the US, but yeah. he is a really wonderful He's guy. awesome. Yeah, yeah. There was a moment that Mr. Kamiya had a, a bit of a tiff, though, with, with poor JP. Yeah, I don't, this was maybe like day three or four. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we've been there long enough. Where people could let long their, enough to get on somebody's let their nerves. guard down a yeah. little bit. Or people were true colors, I guess, were, were starting Speaking to Speaking of, tomorrow's our third day at PAX together. That's when I break uh -oh, on you. Look out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were meeting up outside the hotel, and that was like the meetup time was like 9 a.m. And 9 a.m., we're all there except for JP. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just like, well, he's a couple minutes late, it's a big deal. He comes out at like 9.05. Holding this artisanal Holding coffee. a coffee that he had got from like the coffee place artisanal. next door. And boy, did he get it. He got it. He was, <laughs> he was yelled at. Maybe Mr. Kamiya. severely. Maybe Mr. Kamiya needed a coffee. Well, I think that he should have just brought coffees for all of us, and that would have been problem solved. That would have been friendly, yeah. But he, he, he had his own coffee and was like yeah. five minutes I late. mean, it was all in Japanese, so who knows what was yeah. actually said. <laughs> um, but we, it was a little awkward amount of pointing us. happening, so. A little awkward yeah. for us. We we're like, like we'll oh, stay out of this. It's one of these oh, days, oh, okay. No. Okay. Great, right. great. Um, but, all right, well, let, well let's, let's not bury the lead here. So these lunches. Yeah, the lunches. He had very specific food requests around lunches. The dinners, he's like, you guys can book whatever you want. Right. But when it comes to lunch, he noticed that across, it's still here, still across here. the street from the convention center, there is a cheesecake factory. 
<laughs> Who knew? He's a big fan of the Cheesecake Factory. So every but day. very specific. Literally every day, we would go to the Cheesecake Factory, and he had a very specific order as well. Right. Any guesses on what this specific order is? You'll never guess. Fried mac and cheese balls. Close. Close. I mean, the menu is literally a thousand pages long, right. so I, I don't like, feel bad that you don't know. <laughs> Ew, that sounds terrible. Cheeseburger and rolls now. So his order of choice was the spaghetti carbonara. Now, anyone that can down a dinner portion of spaghetti carbonara in the middle of the day and not be completely laid out for the rest of the afternoon is like a hero. Now, so this is where it gets controversial because every day, Somehow we had the same waitress every day. I don't know how, I mean, this is a big restaurant. <laughs> Somehow she got matched up with him. They would lock horns every day. And he would say to her, I would like to order the spaghetti carbonara, but please. I don't want the lunch portion. I don't want portion. the lunch portion. I want the dinner portion. Do you understand how large that thing is? It's like a It's like a manhole cover yeah, it's with like, a like carbonara on it. Carbonara. Right. And yet, every time, this waitress would bring the lunch portion. And this became just like... And then he would send it back. A growing, uh, just a growing like thorn in his side. <laughs> Until the final day. That's right, the, the final day. Something snapped Something between finally them. clicked, yeah. He gave, he, he, you know, dutifully put in the same order. <laughs> and out came the dinner portion of carbonara. But though, the best, the best part of this that he couldn't finish couldn't the dinner finish portion. No. <laughs> so there we go. I mean, he just, yeah, no. he's, he's really. As the waitress came back to take the plate away, he did kind of give her like an apologetic, like an apologetic. sort of gesture. Like, yeah. you were right. Yeah. You, were, you saved me, you know, three days of embarrassment by yeah. slipping me this lunch portion. Who knew? Right, that right. She was right all along. Yeah. yeah. This is also, uh, so you have a one of a kind collectible that you got I during do. this week with Mr. Comey. Please tell, please tell us yeah, what this is. Yeah, this is actually pretty cool. And we showed off this particular item um, before in a video. But um, the game that we were out promoting was the Wonderful 101, which is all about these characters sort of coming together to form an even more powerful entity. And when we were talking about, you know, spending all those days with Mr. Kamiya, like, what was the inspiration behind this? Like, what gave you the idea to make a game like this? Um, he kind of gave us a surprising answer, which was, it was a children's book called Swimmy. And the whole point of this book was that, you know, you are this uh, little fish, and then to defeat this like bigger enemy, you came together with all the other little fish to make a big school of fish that was more ferocious to this enemy. And that was actually the, the main inspiration for this like really interesting and different game mechanic in The Wonderful 101. So we were like, okay, well now we're on a mission. We have to go try to find this book. Well, he asked for it. Right. Again, this is one of those like last minute requests now yeah. that he's like, on I the ground and thinking up. about this. He's yeah. like, you know, it would be great if I could have that book so I could hold it up. So like, oh, okay. I've, I've, I've never heard of this book. Right, um, yeah. So we scoured the bookstores of downtown Seattle. We did. And you found one. I did, shockingly. Yeah, yeah shockingly, I found one. Um, and we brought it back, and he was really happy to have it. And he ended up signing it for me uh, at the end of this whole fantastic experience. And I have it still as like a little 
memento from from that time with him. And yeah, I'll definitely keep it forever. It's really awesome. It's it's you know something that I look back on fondly and remember um, all the time that we spent with him. Right. Yeah. Right. So back to the prep for this panel. Again, this is a week that we had together. So right. it wasn't just that first day. So now this, you know, the second and, and the third day, we had the full team there. We had Mr. Kamiya, we had JP, we had all of, all of our group. Mm -hmm. It was just grind out rehearsal after rehearsal. Yeah. I and got somehow, really sick during it too. I don't remember this, but apparently you were. I was like, what happened? I had like a horrible cold. And I remember like, when see, we that's were, a bad look these days. Now I can't do that anymore. If you I had any. Any sort of sign of an Don't illness, I would be I would be sent away. Right. Back in back in 2013, no one cared. You'd be sick. Get to work, <laughs> people. Um, and I was like sniffing, and I remember you had came up to me, and you were like, "You gonna be okay? Like, do you need to go home? Do you need to leave?" And I, I powered through somehow. Somehow. Wow. You weren't looking out for me. What was your role in that? Wow. This is a toxic workplace. I say it's carried <laughs> over to this day. <laughs> And Krista Incorporated. Um, somehow I became the moderator for this session, and yeah. I don't know how that happened, because you were actually the lead for this. Yeah. I was just along for the ride in the Carbonara. I mean, I think it came from my extreme fear of doing panels. Which, some, again, somehow continues to this day. I know, right? We release a, a podcast, we release videos that get heard, you know, seen and heard by thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. It's like, big deal. But we got this panel, it's like, whoa. I get, I get nervous. I mean, I don't Let's know. Let's give her a round of applause. She can do it. Yeah. She's doing it right now. It's all happening right now. So I think I, I like suckered you into it. You did. Yeah. I was like, so, um, you want to do me a huge favor and do this? And you, you were very amendable to that. And the process of like preparing to be the moderator for that is interesting because it is, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit ad hoc, but a lot of it is very, like, scripted. Yeah. So I would have this notebook that just had pages and pages of, like, the cues that right. I, I would sort of serve up a topic to them, and they would, you know, run with it and answer it, mm -hmm. and then I would move on, and it was all based on right, the, the right. slides that we had. Exactly. But every time we would do one of these rehearsals, they would kind of go on a, like, a little detour that would send me, like, scrambling. You were, like, I was, like, flipping furiously My, my whole thing is, is out of whack. Yeah. Right. It, it was a little tough, too, because it was also in Japanese, so you would have, like, yeah, no idea what, was, yeah. what he actually said until What's going someone on here? I don't translated know. it. Right. I think for years later, after this panel, that was always our, like, setup. Like, you would moderate it, because yeah. then you moderated, like, a, a, a couple other ones. Bravely Second, I remember, mm -hmm. was one. Yeah, Dragon you... Quest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In a slime hat, no In less. In a slime hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did gather my courage and moderate on our NUMA panel one you time. You did it once at New York Comic Con. I was, like, very, like, this yeah. is the last time. Right. Um, and I would run the PowerPoint. Back there. That's also nerve-wracking, is running the PowerPoint. Oh, you yeah. don't want to... You don't want to mess that up. And sometimes they'll go out of order, and all your, again, all your slides will get all don't do that. messed up. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. And then this other photo of me, we used to do... So I used to, before, you know, we started focusing on Nintendo Minute, um, I used to do, like, just random hosting things <laughs> on the Nintendo YouTube I watched channel. this video this morning. You did? Yeah. It's so embarrassing. It's a lot of weird, like, scripted Roll video. it! No. no. <laughs> you can watch the video on your own time. Yeah, we'd always, like, it was like a recap for the, it's like a two-minute yeah. video, you know, Q 
cue the access Hollywood music as you're like, hey, we're on and the grounded like, packs. Yeah, and Hideki Kamiya gave a panel about blah, blah, blah. Yeah and, yeah, and then he interacted with fans. But it was always like very scripted and very awkward because it's not, you know, it's, it's meant it's, to be. It's not what we're best at. Right. And, yeah. and you would sit Someone there. should make a super cut of like all of these little segments that you did. That would oh, be awesome. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I hope no one does. Cause <laughs> I had really unfortunate hair in a lot of them. Yeah. Is my conclusion. So we had the panel. It went great. It did, yeah. Um, packed room. People mm -hmm. enjoyed it. He had, you know, he had a good time. He was very smooth, very relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I remember we had a big celebratory dinner. Seattle. This is where I don't know my Seattle neighborhoods. But it was like on the other side, so you could like see the city from there. Yeah. And it was just like a big celebration. It we was had, like a seafood. Yeah. Place. We had some other people who'd worked on the game. It was on, like Ballard. At, at NOA came out. And we just had basically a big party. Yeah. And then awesome. uh, I dutifully chauffeured him back to the, <laughs> I was his Uber driver. I took him back to the airport and sent him off. Get him, the got next him back day. on that plane to Japan. And back to Osaka it. you go. We'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also told us, he's like, yeah, I just had a baby a week ago. That's like, right. Why are you here? Are you here? Please go. Your poor wife. <laughs> Let JP do this. Yeah. It's like so, I missed the first few yeah. days of my new child's so, life by being on this. All right. Podcast, but sure. Uh, so we sent him back to his life. Yeah. Yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah. It was so wonderful to spend um, time with him. I would love to go visit him in Osaka one of these days. Yeah. He can take me out for Carbonara. Well, we talked about this. So Platinum Games, their new sort of head of business. I don't know. That's a, that's yeah, a weird... it's a guy from Nintendo that we he worked with. He used to be the head of like third-party relations mm -hmm. in, in Nintendo in Japan. Right, right. He was a very, I mean, that was a big deal in our eyes. of like, wow, this oh, guy yeah. seemed like a lifer at Nintendo. And now he's, you know, working at Platinum. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that means more of their games might be coming for Nintendo in the future yeah, or, yeah, or exactly. if it means anything. But right. yeah. He has a, uh, that guy has a pretty interesting personality as well. He's perfect. For platinum? For platinum, He's yeah. He's perfect for platinum. Yeah. I just need like a buddy right cop in. of him and Kamiya and Inaba that's what, just that's like what I'm saying. doing zany they things in do Osaka. crazy stuff in Osaka. Yeah. It could be really cool. Yeah. And I want to be there. It's like a takoyaki eating contest. <laughs> I mean, it's basically like the Yakuza games exactly. in real life. Except for like the violence. <laughs> Except for smashing somebody like, with a motorcycle. Like a yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yes. Yeah. That's our, our story time for today. It is. Very PAX appropriate. Indeed. Um, we're right on time, right on schedule, so we can roll into your questions if you happen to have any. Uh, there's two mics, one on each side, mm -hmm. so just line up, and we'll alternate sides until we're out of time. Yeah, don't be shy. If I have to sit up here, you have to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the rule, right? You are ready, please. Thank you. Thank you. The PlayStation, could you say that again? Oh, the Vita. Oh, the Vita. Okay, with some Vita fans uh, in the audience. I wasn't expecting that as the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I am a proud Vita owner, believe it or not. I was not. gonna say, you have some experience with this. I, I remember you, we, we played some Destiny early days. You were on the Vita. So, Remote play, PlayStation remote play has been like my white whale to make like a Moby Dick reference. 
yeah. for years. You just wanted to work. I yeah. just wanted to work. And I did buy a Vita around the time that we were playing Destiny specifically for that, because I was like, this is a PlayStation device. If this is ever going to work well, this is, um, this it's going to work time. with the Vita. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't work that well. So my Vita ownership was a little, I mean, I still have it. Right. I, I never really got too into the games. They kind of Nintendoed themselves on the hardware, where they just threw <laughs> all these like gimmicks into it. Like oh, there's they, a lot of gimmicks. That's true. They had the back touch, which remains baffling to me. Yeah. Um, they threw in like all these cameras. They had like kind of their equivalent to Street Pass. I think it was called Near. Mm-hmm. It, it just. It, you know, normally you think of like a, a PlayStation product being like very slick, very streamlined, and this was just a little like hodgepodgey in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I never owned one. But Have you ever I, touched a Vita? I've touched one, yes. Okay. At E3. I'll let you borrow mine. I've touched the front and the back, and it was <laughs> disappointing both ways. So. Yeah. I also thought the Sony <laughs> output, like the first party games, kind of like, they didn't seem like they had that many. Exactly. Like they weren't properly supporting it to really get it off the ground. So it's I wasn't. Like early 3DS days. Or I something. wasn't super yeah. surprised when it didn't really get going because right. I didn't feel like they had like the, the great pipeline of, of first party games like we know Sony can make. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So remains a cult classic. I, mm -hmm. I'm just not in the cult. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go to this side. Oh, this now. side, yes. Oh. Oh, right. Awesome. Uh, my question actually is more along your job description for Nintendo. I know that the personality side and the live So funny, we were just asking Reggie the same question a few a few hours ago. Because, um, yeah, it, it is My interesting. My brag. Wait, what? Please. Don't interrupt me. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it. You know, it it sort of happened gradually a little bit. Like we were always, um, we've been on the communications team at Nintendo um, throughout our career, and we we would do more formal sort of media-focused things, like media interviews. We, we were also, Nintendo did have a good training program for spokespeople, uh, media training that they would put you through. It was, it was pretty intense, actually, to make sure you could answer all the questions in, in, a, in a good and company-approved way. Basically, you sit down for like 20 minutes. And someone grills you. And a scary person asks you the scariest questions possible yeah. extremely aggressively, and they film it, and they then they play it. it back to you. And then play it back and tell you where you made all your mistakes, and it's literally terrifying. Right. So, of course, um, no interview is actually that intense right. or they crazy. They want to prepare you for the worst. So when you do a real interview, you're like, this is a piece of cake. Yeah, this is like, when does this game come out? You're like, yeah. no worries, no problem. <laughs> um, but I, I think, you know, we both really just had this, like, desire, I think, to connect more with the community. And we, with Nintendo Minute, we really noticed, or before Nintendo Minute, we really noticed that there was sort of this gap that Nintendo had with the company not really having this like direct conversation with fans. And we were like having these conversations with each other, like we'd be playing games 
and talking about it together or playing co-op games together. Or like, why don't we just share that with the community? Because I'm sure they're doing the same thing. You know, they just want to be um, relatable. So that's kind of how that transition happened. And yeah, for a long time, like the Nintendo Minute stuff wasn't really even part of like our quote-unquote real jobs. Well, I mean, to the point about a job description, yeah. it was never on there. Right. And, you know, there were a lot of people that we, that we worked with who did seem to be very focused on the job description matching, like, line for line what they did. Right. I, don't, I think we just gave up on that a long time ago. We did, yeah. Because it's, like, really it's like, okay, this is, you know, it's a big company, but it doesn't have a lot of people there, and people are asked to do a yeah. lot of different things. You just have to be flexible. A little bit more flexible. Right. Um, but, you know, it was a little tough sometimes, especially for you, I think, because there was, there was definitely moments where it was like, well, do you really need to be doing this Nintendo Minute stuff? I did, I did get that stuff. question a few times. Of like, your, what, your, Maybe your time would be better spent right. doing something else. Yeah, yeah. And, and thankfully, you always held, held fast to wanting to, you know, dedicate your time to, to that um, and continuing to, like, engage with the community. But I think... It was hard because it was like, this is not actually part of your, your nine to five job or whatever. There was another element of it where my last few years I was leading all of the NOA social media stuff. I, I, I never wanted it to look like I was calling my own number like, 10 tweets a day, Nintendo Minute, let's get it out there. Like, I, if anything, <laughs> I, would be like, don't, I would be like, don't talk about this, because I didn't want people to think like, oh, he's just he's in this role and he's abusing his power. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah so I, I just like, yeah. great. Let's, Somebody say something bad about it. He's gone off the, <laughs> he's gone off the deep end. No, he's, he's, he's crazy with Exactly. Which could, I mean, power. could happen. Could happen, yeah. 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 All right. Now over to the other side, please. Oh. oh. So my question We did work with Street Pass San Francisco, I think, for that one. Yeah, I almost that, got arrested for we that. We almost got arrested. Yeah. Along with the entire contingent of Street Pass. Apparently you need an official permit to have like a meetup for eight people in a public space. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Union Square. They're yeah. like tough. Um, I love, I love all of the, you know, when the street pass was like at its height, having all of these cool like grassroots uh, communities that kind of crop, cropped up in different cities to get people together to do it. I thought it was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be great to, ever since that street pass video that we did, I was like, this is cool. Like, why don't we have this anymore? I kind of miss I, it, I think, you know? I think there's a couple reasons maybe why it wasn't in the Switch. I think one... They just needed to clear, again, after so many snafus yeah. of understanding, like, oh, is this just the same thing, like with Wii U and even a little bit with 3DS, mm -hmm. I think they're just like, we need to have a clean break, even if this is a cool right. idea. I think they also wanted to be careful of giving, like, dual shine to play it on your TV or play right, it with you, whereas right. something like with Street Pass might make it feel more like a handheld, a handheld device. Yeah. So I would love to have Street Pass on Switch, but I understand some of the fundamental mm -hmm. reasons why maybe it wasn't Now that there. 3DS is no longer for sale, though. Right. It, it, it kind of opens that, that door up a little bit, maybe. And, and 
perhaps in the next life cycle of Switch, there, that would be great. There would be more features. I, yeah. mean, I don't know, but I think that would be cool to just, you know, add to the the handheld part of it a bit more, or just the connection part of it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, you're getting called out for your disparaging of a classic. Well, uh, we have said that when we get to a certain subscriber number, we're doing Sonic Week, and it's nonstop Sonic games, Sonic movie reactions, Sonic mm -hmm. podcasts. I would love to love a Sonic game, it just hasn't happened yet. I do have a bit of a mental block. I grew up deep in the Nintendo You're Sega console wars on the Nintendo side, and I was deeply wounded by some of the things that so Sega was doing at the time, which <laughs> Emotional scars. just gave me like a lifetime. Urgh. Yeah, just, you had a, th a thing at your desk that was one of the old like Sega advertisement things that right. said like Sega does what Nintendo Genesis does what Nintendo I had that printed out at work you yeah. printed it out and you put it on this bulletin board that was like right next to your computer yeah and I asked you when I first met you like why do you have that there that's so weird and you're like it's to motivate me to work harder for Nintendo and I was like okay <laughs> crazy yes decades uh, later it worked as though. Sega it is now like a shell your, of itself yeah exactly. gotta hold on to those hold those old things it. yeah um, it's also like just the gameplay of, of Sonic games doesn't quite click for me, but we're saving that for that big Sonic That's right. week. Maybe you're good you're, teaser. You know, that could be this could be a, a pivotal moment. It could be cathartic. You could change your mind. I, I am very willing. This I am, Sonic week. What I am if you extremely became the willing. world's biggest Sonic fan? I'm very Sonic willing week. to change my I mind. Mean, I'm very open-minded about all this. of these. Yes. Timelines could could come true. I, I, I admittedly, I haven't played every Sonic game. I've played a good number go. of them. If there's one people think I should try, let me know. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there was one thing that we talked about it was like a week or two ago. Like, Nintendo doesn't tease things on social media. Right. So there's a lot of time that gets into, like, oh, does this mean something? And I think the specific example was this 3D render of Mario from a few years where he was eating like a watermelon. watermelon. And it, the, the caption and the, said, like... It mentioned Odyssey uh, and Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. People were like, Sunshine Port confirmed. And like, Odyssey that was, 3 coming out. Yeah, so that was just like a very, like, well, let's encapsulate the whole Mario experience into this post that we're making. About summertime. Right, right. Yeah. So I, th I think there's probably fewer, like, indicators than you might think. Because right. obviously the whole point is to surprise, surprise you. and delight. And not have you see it coming. So, yeah, yeah that, that was why I, I had to post that about that particular instance. Because I was like, people are getting really worked up about mm -hmm. this, and it's not going to work out. If anything, my, our advice to you guys is to go the other way. If you think that people are speculating on like a certain trailer or an image or something like that, it's probably not true. So I wouldn't get your hopes up. Yeah. Um, because Nintendo does not really do stuff like that in their marketing. And they, they really make, it, make a big effort to like, manage everyone's expectations so that you know, that doesn't happen. 
we are deep in the uh, direct, direct hype cycle mm -hmm. currently. Um, we'll probably dig into that more next week. Yeah, revise I, ha I haven't, you know, we've been busy, so I haven't looked into everything that's out there so far. But one thing I always say, there's one person who I trust a lot. Jeff Grubb. Jeff Grubb uh, himself. I always, like, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if there was a September. Oh, we, we, well, we predicted that a long we time ago, so there that. better I be. be yeah. But I, w I was excited to see the um, potential Twilight Princess Wind Waker port. I'm personally excited about that, so we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Jeff Grubb did say, though. That was one of his Love Jeff Grubb, yes. There you go. All right. Back to this side. Well, you know, there was that thing called Operation Rainfall mm -hmm. years and years and years ago, yeah. which was, I think, really pivotal in shifting like the mindset of the company, honestly. And it's right. so rare for the company to be reacting to a big fan outpouring like that. But up until that point, I think the company was very selective of like, oh, well, this game will or won't work for the US audience. Right. And even if it was a good game, they, you know, in some cases they would not release it. Yeah. And I think there were a couple games that were in that kind of time frame. I think um, The Last Story was another one right. where they did end up releasing that. And those games did well. Right. And I think now you see you know, these games Getting are proper marketing. They're released and day support. and date. The, the localization should not be underestimated how much work goes into getting that yeah. ready for all the markets. Yeah. And Fire Emblem is another example. I was going to just bring up Fire Emblem. It plays. I think, you know, that was another example of Nintendo, especially in the Americas, being just like super convinced that like this is a niche game with a very small fan base um, that's not going to, from a business perspective, not going to really, you know, be um, something that they want to support. You know, they're really focused on these like broad games for everyone, like the Wii Sports and stuff like that. So I think it was a, a total shock when Fire Emblem Awakening just like blew the sales numbers like out of the water. Yeah. But it was great because it made it so that, you know, the company is more willing to have different varieties of games and bring some of these games over to the, the U.S. market. Yeah, I mean, frankly, we all love, you know, our Marios and Zeldas, but it is important that the company builds new series and makes them popular. Right. So, you know, those two examples along with Splatoon, like, that, that shows a lot of growth for the company, I think. And really, we just need the husbandos to just keep coming. So, <laughs> localize the games, please. Thank you. <laughs> it's just a revolving door it's of husbandos. It's a revolving door of husbandos, and I'm here for that. I'm here for that. All right, back to this side. Hello, uh, Just a picture of it, just, you know, 
my size of him. So then he just showed me that he made a portrait of all the uh, wedding pictures at the moment. From the Vita. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Next time, take the wedding photos with a Game Boy camera, though. <laughs> oh my God, yes. That would be awesome. But. It's pretty cool. It has a it has a cool look to it. Did somebody just turn on a Game Boy? No, it was my I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is the, what's is going the on? But you had a question, right? Yeah. Okay. So, it's, it's over five years since the Switch has been around, and now the competition team has got Steam Deck, PlayStation just announced that controller thing with the phone. Now, in this stretch now, do you think Nintendo's going to think of something to keep it alive? Uh, I mean, not just games, that's not something that can be great, but physically, what do you think with a, they could do with uh, a well, I mean, let's not forget that, you know, they continue to be in first place of, you know, these NPD things that keep coming out. So it's true that there's, you know, a lot of stiff competition, but somehow they keep coming out on top. And I think that reflects the games. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we've talked about, like, we would love to do more with non-Nintendo stuff. This year, though, it's been, like, such a, a difference of how many big Nintendo games have come out versus Our how many big, you know, Sony, yeah. Microsoft, other platform mm -hmm. games. So, you know, that remains a huge, you know... Part of why Switch is... Mark on their side. Yeah, so popular. Yeah, you know, and, and they've talked, Mr. Furukawa's talked a lot publicly about wanting to extend the life cycle of the Switch, which I think is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some other sort of hardware revision yeah. at some point. They're zany though, so it's like, I, I feel like they, you know, Nintendo typically does not like try to match one for one what the competition is doing. Like when everyone was like, oh, about the graphics and whatever, they went like a totally different way. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the, the differentiator is something that is just sort of out of left field yeah. and not something that <clears throat> The, the competitive system. Yeah, it may not be the Switch Pro, necessarily. That's, exactly, yeah. it may not be like 4K, whatever. Right, so. I mean, Nintendo is, does truly believe that like the Switch and the games are for everybody, so they may be thinking like, oh, well, what is this one market that we haven't really made an impact with, mm -hmm. and is there some sort of riff on the hardware that we could give to them to finally get them to want to get it late? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So, very like hard to know. expanded audience versus it being Right, like think about the 2DS, which was, you know, for kids, really. Right. Of, you know, it, was, it wasn't gonna break with a hinge and there mm -hmm. were no worries about the 3D. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder is, the, and you know, Switch Lite is a little bit in that direction, but is there something else that could be like that? Who knows? Fisher Price, Who knows? Switch Pro. Only confirmed. Jeff Grubb knows. Confirmed. <laughs> That's what it is. Just kidding, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank For me, I, I would say, I think Twilight Princess still is my favorite like storyline because it's just a little bit like feels like a little bit darker almost, a little bit more. Oh, Princess. Yeah, exactly. It feels it just feels like it it would be like more dramatic or something like that for um, like a TV show. But I do also like all of the memory segments that you got from Breath of the Wild. 
that gave you like more background into the characters and like especially Zelda because sometimes I feel like we don't know very much about her like what her background is so yeah. um, I think those two probably been my pick. Casting the Zelda movie is idea is an idea we've talked about doing. Yeah. The movie doesn't exist, but we're still going to do it. Um, <laughs> I think if you were to do this, you know, you would imagine, okay, Zelda's going to become this big new franchise. So, like, what is the purpose of this first movie? It's to get people understanding the world, understanding the characters. Mm -hmm. I would try and do something that maybe is pretty just straightforward and just establish what that is. You know, the, the tricky thing with Ocarina of Time is you've got time travel, time always hard which I think do, is always a little dicey. Yeah. Um, but that, that, you know, is a classic Zelda story, so mm -hmm. I could also see it working if they found a way to nail that. Yeah, time travel though could be really tough to do. Yikes! No Majora's Mask. I think that would be, <laughs> that would be really confusing. That's the answer. Yeah. Right? That would be yeah. super confusing. How would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. the Mitomo route. You didn't see this coming. <laughs> you didn't see this coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, on this side. What kind of monkeys? <laughs> oh no! Diddy Kong? Does he have a peanut shooter gun? <laughs> no weapons, just fisticuffs. I fight three monkeys. It's easier to throw them off. I'm gonna. Of me. You know, if they're on me, I can throw. Yeah. You, can. you hear crazy like the chimpanzees? Like you don't want to get mixed up with a chimpanzee. I'm gonna fight the bear and just run away. I think it's I might have a revenant. Like, I'm going to have a better time just running away from the bear, maybe. I don't think you're going to make Those it. monkeys are going to come after me. It's going to chase you me. down and kill you. That would not All be right. good. The monkeys, I, I did have an experience with the monkey before. I was like really? somewhere in China where they had like this mountain where a lot of monkeys live. And they don't let you bring food up there because they get like really ravenous and they'll, they'll come, literally come after you to like. Um, take it out of your hands, like they have no, they have no fear at all. And somebody that I was there with had something in their pocket, like a bag of chips or snacks or something, and the monkeys like mobbed him. Whoa. But it was not three monkeys, it was like 30 monkeys. So, <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> I ran away. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> all right. Back to this well, side. Okay, over here. That was a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, some of them are not very fun. I have a, I have a not so happy memory. <laughs> There's some not so. There, there are some happy memories with Wii U, though. Oh I, yeah. I think we had like towards the end of sort of Wii U, and, and there was like that whole like influx of really good games that came out. Um, I do remember like I, I had a moment where I was like, maybe we can turn this around, and I was like, oh, maybe not. But at least these games are good. Um, but in the beginning, it was, it was definitely tough to like find the positives because there was just so much like it was such a downer, you know. I, I remember. So my my sad story is uh, the Wii U came out before Thanksgiving, and around that Thanksgiving break, I had to get together with some friends. I was like, oh. Kit has the Wii U, he's been working on it, you know, he wants to show it off. So I had Nintendo <laughs> Land, everybody's excited to play, we would get into the menus, and it crashed. And it's like, oh, well that's unusual. 
you know, start it up again. Everybody's still excited. We go back into the same menu. We reach the same point of that menu, crashes again. And at that point, the enthusiasm is starting to get a little yeah, bit dampened. Yeah. We give it one more shot. Guess what? It crashes again. And at that point, everybody's like, let's do something else. So embarrassing. And that was the single moment of shame that I felt uh, you know, working on a Nintendo product or being associated with a Nintendo product because it didn't work. Yeah, it and didn't that work. stuff, that, you know, that got patched like days later. But you talk about a bad first impression. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. that, and that's just like the story of that system. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. The, I mean, the games on that system are we're awesome. among the best. Yeah, I, I have very fond memories of playing some really amazing Wii U games. And I, yeah, some, most of them are on Switch. There's some that are not. Um, yeah, I hope that that gets brought over because there's so many people that must have missed it on Wii U. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where are we? Here? Back What's here, that? yes. Yeah, it's been really fun to like watch the directs and like do all the predictions and reactions and stuff because we never had, we were never able to do that before. And I would always be really sad too when I worked on a game when the game would just, the whole storyline would get spoiled. Um, so now I don't have that problem anymore, which is really nice. But let me think, do you have one? Uh, one, one announcement that you were surprised Well, we ha- I mean, so there was one direct that happened shortly after <clears throat> we left mm-hmm. that I knew most of what was in there. I didn't know that one. Um, we haven't, it's been, I mean, we've had sort of these little drips and drabs over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had that big, like, blowout, though, since we've left, yeah, which, we've been, which, which we've been looking forward mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So I'd say I think I'm still waiting for that big pop-off moment. Yeah. Just some news. You yeah. know what? I, I will pick one. I think when I woke up the morning of the um, the first, you know, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, and that professor looked exactly like you. <laughs> and I, 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 I think I went to I went to Twitter and I was like, why are there like a hundred notifications? Like, what is happening right now? And it like, and it was just like, what is going on? You know, because I had never seen that character, you know, that artwork before. Um, it was like one of the first kind of things we were learning about the new Pokemon game. And it was just so much fun and funny to see that. And then I think we did a reaction to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pokemon Direct a little bit later that day. And it was just like, it was like a jarring experience to see you captured in professor form. So I, I, I'm going to pick that one for now <laughs> until we get the big Breath of the Wild 2 announcement yeah, yeah. really pop off. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. First of all, I love your your whole outfit with the <laughs> the net. It's so cute. Um, oh my gosh, those Animal Crossing videos like saved our lives. Honestly, like that is such like a special. Thing that we were, 
we were so desperate, I think, during that time. I think maybe all of us were feeling it. It was like middle, like dead in the middle of the pandemic, and we just had like no way of really doing anything that was normal to our lives. You know, we were suddenly, you know, working at home, like we didn't get to see anybody. We didn't get to see each other for like a really long time. And I had this like really like scared feeling like, oh my gosh, we can never make an episode of Nintendo Minute again. Like we are like, we have to shut this down because this pandemic happened and we, I don't know when we're gonna go back to the office. And when we finally discovered that we were able to make something you know, inside Animal Crossing. I remember building one of my Animal Crossing rooms to look like the Nintendo Minute Studio. That was the moment. That was yeah. the moment where I was like, there is hope right, again We can do in something really oh big with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the response that we got on some of that, some of those videos. Like so many people in the comments were saying like, this has helped me so much. Like this is like the positivity I needed in this like kind of dark time that we were all experiencing together. I was like, this is why we do this, you know? This is why it makes it worth it to do this. Um, yeah, I would love to do more Animal Crossing videos. I'm gonna say yes, we will. Yes, Animal Crossing videos, here we go. When? I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. The holidays are always good at Animal Crossing. Those events yeah. are always fun. Yeah. We can do something fun. Animal Crossing uh, rap battle in the game. Oh, in the game? That would just, be awesome. We should putting, totally do that. Putting that out there. We can do, use like the emotes yeah. from the characters. Oh, <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> That's my raps, yeah. <laughs> but yes, Animal Crossing yeah. videos. For sure. Yes. Um, okay, hi. Um, can you, who do you vote challenge your CD card on my life? Who do I what? Who do you vote challenge your CD if you're in a. Uh... Who do you want on your team in Scarlet and Violet? Starters. Um, I am going. Fui Coco? Yes, thank you. I we're both going Fui Coco, yes, we're both going that way. Yeah. Yes. Fire starters, is, I'm always a fire I'm starter. I'm not too like tied to a type. Yeah, I'm... For star score, score... I did not go I with score, score bunny. bunny. Yeah, I was on the Sobble squad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Fui Coco, we're both going, we're, yeah. we're riding with Fui Coco. What is your, what is your typical like team buildup? You're, you're um, like Machamp. As many Machamps as I can get my hands on. <laughs> so Fui Coco and then five Machamps. And five Machamps, yeah. Got yeah, it. That's Good my team. Stuff. I'm very okay. balanced. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. But yes, I, I'm excited. Now you have to get the one with, your, with yourself in it. So which one is that one? That's the one I'll be getting, yes. Violet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you don't know anything about this game. It's not out now. I don't need All to right, worry about our it. Other little Animal Crossing friend over there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's okay. Oh. Oh. Which Animal Crossing villager is my favorite? I like um, Cherry. Cherry, that the pink puppy dog. So cute. Okay. I was devastated when Cherry moved out and I didn't stop her. So, um, but that's my pick. Oh, that and Ju Julius, the unicorn. That's a good one too. I like the whole just kind of like bro personality type. Oh, see, that's the type because I kick out of my village. They like, tend to get matched with the more like weenie body types. So I'm like, there's just <laughs> it's some... It's like a hamster that's like lifting Yeah, weights. there's just some special energy that's coming out of this that I don't understand, but I just like it. <laughs> Does it remind you of you? 
What? Does it? Uh, is that why? Do we unearth maybe, something in maybe. the session? Wait, wait and listen to my rap. <laughs> uh, how are we doing on time? Oh, two minutes. We I think can we do can it. do it. We yes, can do it. Two more questions. Go. We can do it. Well, they've started up their thing with, with Panda that, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's going to be a long-term partnership with there. But I think there's just going to be perpetual friction. I think so, too. You know, that's a great step in the right direction, mm -hmm. but it'll never be exactly what that community wants right. is just kind of the truth. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you do see a lot of Smash players are, like, dabbling in other games. We've talked about that. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, is that going to be you know, a permanent shift for some of these players, right. or, or are they still gonna like double up on these games? But that, that just seems to be the, the ongoing story of Nintendo and the Smash community. Is yeah, this, there's just gonna be like this chasm. This friction, is right. It's hard to right. bridge, I think, being like a very strict IP place that Nintendo is and, and sort of what the Melee community and yeah. some of the other Smash and communities I, Yeah, and about. I think we'll continue to see flare-ups of you know, certain sh tournaments getting shut down because they're doing things that Nintendo doesn't like that are, yeah. are, are in within Nintendo's rights, but you know, obviously upset the community. Okay, stop talking because we had to answer this person's yes, question, last question. that person, the enforcer just held up the time thing. Oh my I'm gosh. very nervous now. We can do it. Okay, go for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, definitely, this, losing the safety net in all respects coming from, you know, inside Nintendo was a hurdle, a challenge, you know, like we lost the safety net of a production team, of the, the huge reach that Nintendo has, but you traded for other stuff that, that is awesome, awesome you yeah. know? I mean, we came from a channel that had like eight and a half million subscribers, so... <laughs> There's going to be some sort of a drop-off. What's been interesting <laughs> to us is, um, you know, the, the podcast tends to outperform, you know, Super Kit and Krista 64, other mm -hmm. types of videos, which yeah. is absolutely not what we would have expected, but has been a really fun and cool surprise. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really fun. You know, honestly, we're just grateful for the growth that we've been able to get so far with the support of all of you. We're going to keep growing. That's the that's the plan. This is a long-term thing for us. You know, we want to keep making content. And w without Nintendo, we do get freedom, right. a lot of creative freedom. So that has been, like, the sort of the biggest, like, fun thing for us, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to keep doing more. Awesome. We did it! The last one. <laughs> <laughs> You all were an awesome audience. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We've reached the end of our episode. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah. We love seeing all of you. We'll see you around the show. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.